Welcome back to the Power Six Podcast. Here's your host, Isaiah Rose. All right, guys. Welcome back to another exciting edition of the Power Six Podcast. Uh, This week, we are coming to you guys a day later, but don't worry. We have the whole crew here. Um, If you're a Michigan fan, congrats on a huge win this past week. Um, With that being said, I'm just going to pass things over to Max. Let's get this thing rolling. Thank you, Isaiah. Yes. Uh, Biggest win probably in Michigan program history right there. Uh, Taking down the juggernaut in Nebraska. So props to the Vereen. Um, but usual, uh, schedule agenda tonight. So yeah, we're, we're going to get right into that Michigan, Nebraska game. Unfortunately, uh, Wolverines win 45 to seven in Lincoln. Uh, Nebraska is able to get a touchdown on the board, but this game was, uh, the most, I, it was just the all around probably worst Huster game. Maybe that I've ever watched. I mean, um, the offense got into a rhythm, only a couple drives only to, for it to be botched by, you know, a, a fourth down conversion that they couldn't get. Um, the defense didn't like what I saw from the defense. The only positive I can take away from this is that I think Michigan is the best team in the country, and I think they're going to do this to a few more teams on their schedule. So, yeah, I would yeah. agree. I think I think our team just kind of counted themselves out from the beginning. You know, they the defense obviously didn't have their best game. I was really hoping that they were going to be kind of like the the game, the difference maker uh, to give Nebraska a shot at keeping it close. Um, we knew the offense was going to struggle, especially I think it's starting to show that we're down some some key players on the offensive side and even even defensively with Reimers being out, Reimer being out. And uh, so it'll be interesting to see how they bounce back this week. Yeah, the. I didn't get to watch much of this game, but the parts that I did watch, we just we didn't look very good at all. Michigan was controlled the entire, you know, first half of that game. We didn't get much get to see much of that second half, uh, but that first half we just we didn't look good on both sides of the ball. Um, you know, the past two weeks defense hasn't looked as good as they did the first three weeks. So hopefully, you know, going into Illinois this week, they uh, they pick it up a little bit. This was the first time. I have ever been just embarrassed as a Husker fan leaving the stadium. I mean, we just absolutely could not compete whatsoever. And it was one of those games where the first touchdown that Michigan gets, it's a fucking helmet catch. And then our very first drive, very first pass, it was an interception in their own zone. Then they just go ahead and score in like the next 30 seconds. So it was one of those days where, you know, it just was not going to be Nebraska's day at all. Um, it was it was tough. Uh, it was really tough. But Michigan looks really good. And honestly, I don't have anything else on this game. We just got our fannies waxed, and I think we can move on. Yeah. Yeah, I, Michigan. Realistically, we I don't think Nebraska ever had a shot at that game. If if I would have been in town, I don't think I would have went just because like yeah, it would have been cool to see Michigan play well. When we think of Nebraska playing Michigan, we got to think of Nebraska playing, you know, Georgia, Texas, like those teams right now because that's where Michigan's at and I I I agree with Max. I think Michigan is at the top. And so to hold them to 45 points I will say, (laughs) 
is a little bit of a positive. No, there is no silver lining to this game. There's no <laughs> silver lining to this game. The only positive was Josh Fleeks ran really fast, and I like to see that, and he took a clean handoff. Yeah. That was positive. They took out their starters to the in the second third string. quarter. In the third quarter. On top of that, you guys have seen this, and I did yeah. not realize this. J.J. McCarthy was making out with his fucking girlfriend on the sideline. How yeah. embarrassing is that? I didn't I didn't see that, but I heard about it. I think Hadley brought it up. <laughs> How That's, embarrassing is that? Yeah. Not only yeah. do they wax our fannies, they be making out with their girlfriends in a victory um, in the third quarter. It's embarrassing. That's um, crazy. I would agree with Max and Devin that Michigan does look like they are a top-tier team, and they are definitely in a run for the Natty this year. I will say that. Yeah, no doubt. I think the biggest thing about Michigan is their line play. Um, I said it before the – preseason i think it still stands true that scouts are looking at uh nfl scouts are looking at seven offensive linemen uh on that michigan team which is ridiculous normally you're lucky if you have one or two but that offensive line for michigan's ridiculous and they ran it all over nebraska and so the last thing i'll say with this game is um nebraska needs to use this game as kind of fire realize that it's really embarrassing and uh yeah let let it motivate you to be better than that because that was embarrassing i think that's in the post game presser in the past other two press conferences so far this week for matt rule or other one i think maybe he's at two um that's kind of exactly what he said he said it was embarrassing um on their sunday practice the day after the game he said usually it's just a walk through and watch film day he said they were full helmet and pads full practice one of the more physical practices they've had yet the day after this game um and Matt Rule sounded different in his press conferences too after the game in this week, um, which is good because this sucked. And he didn't make any excuses, which I like too, because Scott Frost for sure, they played Michigan. They got beat like 50 to 10. And Scott, that was Scott Frost's famous rock bottom line, and you better get us now line. He was just defending himself the whole time still. Um, I didn't see any of that on Matt Rule. He said this was embarrassing. And then he told everyone to uh, tune in Friday night. And I love that. And we're going to talk about more about that game too um, as we get into it. So, yeah, we can move on from that. I'm ready to move on from that, and I can't wait to talk about the Illinois game and this uh, upcoming stretch for Nebraska because it'll be interesting. But next we can get into some uh, other weekend results. Um, nothing gigantic, I guess. I know Notre Dame pulled one out against Duke. Uh, LSU gave up 700 yards to Ole Miss. That was a really entertaining game. Uh, Kentucky, they beat Florida big time. I don't know. What do you guys, what do you guys think? Anything really sticking out? Um, USC, their defense is horrible. Officially um, bad. Yeah. Their their defense is absolutely terrible. Um, almost letting Colorado come back and win that game. I haven't looked at the uh, AP poll where USC is at, but I'm – I wouldn't be surprised if they dropped. I'm, you know, Max, you can correct me if they did, but they definitely should. Their defense is just not there. Um, but and like I've said before, Ole Miss year. Yeah, USC was preseason six. I think they got up to five at one point, but they've slowly kind of gone down after that. They're ninth now. They dropped another spot. Okay. Because um, everyone's seeing that defense is, uh, yeah, really bad. So, yeah, that's a good point. Texas looked dominant as well. They were 16-point favorites over um, Kansas, and they destroyed them 40-14. to 14. So Texas really is continuing to look like an excellent team. 
Um, I know there were some, in the Big Ten, interesting things happened. Penn State and Northwestern were tied at half. Penn State pulled away. Um, Minnesota didn't look great. And then Maryland. Maryland looks really good. They beat Indiana 44-17. Maryland plays Ohio State this Saturday, which, I don't know, maybe that could be interesting. It's a 20-point spread, but who knows? Is that yeah, good, though, for reaction? This week was not – I mean, it wasn't a crazy week. There were some good games, but – My only other reaction was the Iowa-Michigan State game. I thought Iowa would blow them out of the water. It kind of got – you know, it doesn't help that um, McNamara got injured. But it, it was it was a nail-biter until the end of that fourth quarter for the, the Hawks, for sure. Yeah, now out for the season. Kid McNamara. Oh, yeah. yeah. Connor, Connor, what's was your taking a nap yeah, during that game? Connor, what's your reaction to this game, man? What what were your what were your thoughts in the first, second, third quarter? Oh, I rewatched it, so <laughs> there was a lot of drops. You can tell actually it didn't look that bad. He had to look pretty good in the pocket and he was throwing some strikes in there. I mean, he honestly had he looked kind of better than McNamara, I thought. And his mechanics, he just needed to get some more reps, but we'll see. He really and looks he, like Big Ben to me. He yeah. is a bad he, he actually like is faster than McNamara was because he was playing injured the whole season. Oh, gosh. Yeah, especially we're in the black and gold. Whenever that dude has come into the game yeah. so far this year, I've been like, that is Big He's Ben. A big boy. There'll be some QB sneaks coming up. Oh, yeah. Uh, what I can say about Iowa is Cooper DeGene. Is it DeGene or De, DeGene? DeGene, yeah. Whatever his name is, he's legit. He's really fucking good. Yeah. We knew he this. But yeah, I mean, he had that that almost pretty much walk-off uh, punt return touchdown was yeah. uh, legit. He had a pick, too. And, that pick uh, was a good pick, too. Yeah. In the back the end zone. Nice and easy. Um, yeah. Uh, I was – There's shit. People all over Twitter are saying they want him to play offense. Honestly, throw him in the offense. Because he played QB in high school. Like, I mean, he could run like the Wildcat. I mean, shit, yeah. I, I think that would help a lot bring a, a different uh, view for Iowa's yeah. offense. Also, but hasn't helped that our running back one, two, tight end one, and QB one are now out. Yeah. So. This helps Brian Ferentz even more. I was going to say, you could kiss Brian Ferentz goodbye. But the point tracker, okay. they did get the 26 that game. Yeah, but I, I agree it with Yeah, it's still down. Yeah, since the uh, start of last season, uh, Cooper DeGene is Iowa's second leading touchdown scorer, and he does yeah. not play offense. That's crazy. Not play offense. <laughs> that was insane. That's insane that they didn't just put him, like, have some place for him in the offense at this point. They just don't want him to get hurt. Man, that's, good that's, a good point. that's a good point. You don't want him to get hurt. Um, isn't this, like, Iowa's second, like, amazing white corner they've had in the past, like, eight yeah, years? Yeah, Riley Moss is in the that's NFL. Sad, but, like, the only uh, white guy in the NFL, white cornerback. Yeah. They know what they're doing with the corners and the tight ends, man. Yeah, they do. Bill Parker. How to run an offensive scheme. Um, 
is that good for reaction? Purdue beat up on Illinois. That was kind of interesting. But yeah, yeah I, I didn't see that, but that that total shocked me. I wanted to say Penn State, they beat up on Northwestern, which is not surprising. But is Minnesota bad if uh, they lost to Northwestern? That was two, two weeks ago. I know, but I'm just saying, like, Oh, I mean, yeah, Minnesota. Yeah, Minnesota's not that great this year. Yeah, no, yeah. they're been down year for the flexter. Yeah, that that just caught me off guard seeing that. Yeah, they were they were down. Sorry, go ahead. I was just gonna. I I thought you were finished. I'm sorry. I was gonna say, and Penn State was tied with Northwestern at half. Yeah. So it was it was rather shocking, actually. <laughs> I think Northwestern put it really, on in the second half, but I think Northwestern's a little better than everyone thought they were going to be this year, actually. Um, they beat Minnesota. They were tied at half with Penn State. I know the score ended up not looking good, but I mean, they look like they can hold their own, you know. So, um, yeah, Penn State barely covered too. Yeah. Oh yeah, those are spread pick. Um, quick AP pool reaction. Uh, you mentioned uh, Isaiah that USC did drop another spot even after a win, but that that defense is sus. Uh, Utah mm-hmm. dropped a lot. LSU. Should not be ranked. They're three and two. Don't know why. They're the only team ranked with two losses. That's ridiculous. I'll I'll just say it for you, Isaiah. Louisville enters the ranking behind their in-state rival, Kentucky's twentieth. Louisville's twenty-fifth. Yeah, until until Notre Dame comes and just beats the shit hey, out of Cardinals. All I have to say is any other five and O team is like top ten right now, and Louisville's not getting any respect. Maryland's five and O, and they're not ranked, so. They're still right outside. Actually, maybe they're four. Mar- Maryland's a good team this year, too. Yeah, um, they are. They, they should also be ranked. Yeah. So, I, I'm, I was just surprised that Louisville wasn't ranked sooner. Isaiah, did you know they were playing on Friday before you uh, got on the flight or what? Yeah. Jeff Brown, Cardinals, baby. Let's go. <laughs> and it is Jack, not Jake. Yeah. We get yes. right into Louisville talk? Oh, yeah. yeah. Apparently. Apparently. Uh, in support of Isaiah, I bet on him at the airport. Um, it was yeah. the first thing I did on vacation was throw some money down on uh, Louisville, and they won. And had he was acting like he was a Louisville fan. It was hilarious. Just like you act like you're a Louisville fan? I am a Louisville fan. <laughs> had these like, oh, our Cardinals, baby, our Cardinals. Just like you're a Diamondbacks Actually, that fan? that was pissing me off. Dude, Isaiah was like – Getting offended when I said we when I referring to Louisville after I bet he was he was literally gatekeeping his fake favorite. He was gatekeeping a team he like doesn't even follow. That is crazy. I've watched all their games this year. (laughs) No, you have not. Yes, not a chance. Not a shot. Not, Not the whole game, guy. but I've watched at least two quarters. <laughs> you of saw game. a highlight. <laughs> watched, watched every game. I watched the first opening kickoff and play. Uh, then saw the watched. final score. Hey, that's all that matters. It's cards <laughs> up. All right, I'm ready to move on. Yeah, yeah, we can we can move on from that. That's uh, good enough from the rankings there. Um, Brian Ferris points tracker update. He did score one above the 25, Woo! but I don't know if that did a ton for him. Well, let me tell you, Max, it did nothing for him, actually. Oh, that's rough. It caught him up, I think, like one point from last week. So he is currently sitting at twenty-two point two. There were uh, there were loud fire Brian chants at Kinnick Stadium during that game. 
a lot, actually very often. Anytime Iowa went three and out, which was a number of times, mm-hmm. they rained down. So fire. They might. <laughs> Everyone so, might get their wish. Hypothetical here. Anybody can answer it, Connor. This is mostly towards you, though. Brian Ferentz gets canned. Does Kirk turn in his retirement notice? I'm or does he ride? It's like this year or next year, some something soon like that. Okay. Okay. Because my theory is Brian gets canned, Kirk's gone. Yeah, and we got a new athletic director. Wasn't there a, a head coach sighting at the game? An, an old head coach? Pat Fitzgerald was at the Iowa game. Was he actually? Yeah. Yeah. The fuck? Yeah. I think it's because his kid is playing high school football, maybe being recruited or something. But yeah. good to see Patty Fitz out of the house. Yeah. Patty Fitz next, Iowa OC. Starting the campaign now. I think we could see Kirk Ferentz retire so Brian doesn't get fired. Well, yeah. Brian's contract still contract if he doesn't get the 25 point i don't think there's anything in his contract that says he's fired though right connor i think it just says that the contract is terminated i mean i guess they you know the world wouldn't explode i guess if iowa like re-signed him to a different contract but i just would be i would be shocked something like that happened dude i hope so (laughs) i i'm pretty sure there will be either Two Ferences at Iowa next year, or zero Ferences. I think there's actually a greater chance of three Ferences uh, than one Ferenc. That's probably true. Yeah, I would. I would agree with that. Seems like the path we're going down. All right, you fellas, ready for Tank and Bank? We're just gonna do. Uh, we'll go back to how we just do Tank, and then we'll do Bank. So I'm gonna start with my Tank, and uh, it's gonna be UCF. The Golden Knights, they played Baylor, and UCF was up 35-7 to with four minutes to go in the third quarter, and they lost the game 36-35. to That's a tank. Uh, my tank this week is USC's defense. Um, like I said earlier, they almost let Colorado come back and win that game, and they, they just there was nothing going there. Um, so honestly, I did not watch any football this weekend. Um, so my tank is going to be the Tampa Bay Rays who committed four errors in the first four innings of the wild card series yesterday, and then, uh, got swept, um, by the Rangers. And had the lowest attendance in MLB playoff history. And had like an embarrassing stadium for, uh, that playoff game. Like when I tuned in, I was... I was like, I, I'm pretty sure the playoffs are happening right now. It just, it's terrible that they could get no one to turn out for that. Yeah, it's, it was bad. My tank is uh, me for falling asleep during most of the Iowa game, <laughs> except for like the last four minutes. So. That sucked. I was too tired. My tank is going to be uh, Lincoln Riley's defenses. And just how historically fucking bad they are. My tanks, Nebraska. They sucked this weekend. That's fair. Uh, my bank. 
my bank is the uh, Ole Miss offense. Uh, I guess the LSU defense could be a tank. Either way you want to look at it. But I'm going to just go the Ole Miss offense as my bank because they put up 706 yards in a 55-49 to 49 win. My bank this weekend is Headley's lock and dog. He hit both. Good luck, good dog. My bank is Isaiah for telling me I hit my lock and dog. I seriously have been so out of the loop with football. <laughs> haven't looked at any any scores this whole weekend. Um, and last day, I've just been recovering from Miami. Yeah, I don't have a bank. I didn't watch any football either. But we're just going to say Cooper to Gene. He's yeah, Iowa's only good player. We did have some Power 6 PTO this week. We um, did not work <laughs> on Saturday. Um, my bank, because I didn't have one, I'm going to say Michigan and my future bet. I'm changing my tank to myself for not putting a lock or a dog in. <laughs> and then a bank... Uh, yeah, I'm with the rest of the guys. I didn't watch much football. I'm going to give it to Michigan. They played really well. Devin, so are you saying your lock was fake? Did I put a lock in? There was a lock and an underdog in there. For what? Last week? Yeah, what were they? You hit your lock. What was it? Alabama minus 12 and a half. Pretty sure Alabama covered. I don't remember putting a lock or a dog in there. <laughs> your your dog was Michigan State. Does that ring a bell? Oh, yep. I do remember putting that in. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, he did. Didn't you put that in on Friday? Yeah, I did. I put it in Friday after uh, the Louisville game. That's why I said yeah. the other guy. The other guy. Nice. Hey, Very nice. Um, does anybody this okay. week have Texas over as their lock and Wyoming as their dog? I think you put it in my little space there. Oh, there's Connor. Get the fuck out of my space, man. I'm staying away from that That's Texas Oklahoma That actually game. should be minus points. Now the viewers don't even need to watch me anymore. <laughs> I can just leave. Uh, all right. I would do a week six preview now. I guess we can get into. Um do we want to? Do we just want to start with the Husker game, or do we want to go through some other games first? I don't know. I say start. Uh, let's get the Huskers out. Yeah, of let's just say start on Husker. Okay, sweet. I like that because I, I got some things to say. Uh, Nebraska Illinois Friday night game. Why not? Uh, Illinois favored by three and a half. And uh, you know Illinois tried to get out of this game by lighting their own stadium on fire, but can't do it. You got to face the juggernaut that is the Corn Huskers. So, you know, too bad for them. I'm. You know, I thought this game would be like a pick 'em, or if anything, Nebraska would be minus a couple points. I, I said that still after the Michigan game, and as both Nebraska and Illinois are both getting their asses kicked, but Illini three and a half. I, I guess they're getting the points because it's, you know, home game, short week. So fair enough. Yeah, I think this is a very winnable game for us this week. Um, you know, neither team has looked outstanding. You know, Illinois did just put the pound on Purdue, but it it's you it's anybody's other way around. Purdue? What? Purdue pounded Illinois. Oh. 
Never mind. <laughs> like I yeah, said, got, like, like, the, like the other, hey, like the other three said, we did not watch much football this last weekend. But it's a very winnable game. The defense needs to play a lot better than they have the last two weeks. You know, short turnaround. I like that they practice hard on Sunday because you know you got you don't have a le- that less day to prepare. Um, and I think our offense will be pretty okay. We should be able to produce a lot on the ground this week. Yeah, this game is honestly very important. I mean, Huge. the Michigan game, it's its whatever. Everybody knew we were going to lose. We didn't know we were going to lose that bad. But we knew we were going to lose. Uh, this is going to be very, very pivotal for moving forward this season because it kind of shows the trajectory of where we're heading for the end of the season. I mean, if we lose to Illinois, there's, I don't see us having a very good finish. I hope we do, but um, I mean, we got to have it. We got to have it. And our offense needs to get out of our own fucking way. I mean, our defense is doing as, as much as they can. The last couple of weeks, they've, they've looked a little shaky, you know, a couple of missed, more missed tackles than the first two weeks. Um, but I think they'll turn around and get back, get back to being stout as as we would say um but you say stout a lot yeah very very important game yeah it's huge especially because it uh after this game is uh the bye week so it'd be nice to win this game to head into the bye week with some momentum um and then i mean this four game stretch you know the first two games on the road of the season tough and then you have your group of five games and then michigan i don't know just a little awkward the whole thing all that's out of the way short week in illinois this is when you're getting in the the part of the schedule against conference play where you you just got to take care of business there's no excuses anymore um in the next four games again it's illinois uh northwestern purdue michigan state three of those teams have a first year head coach well two of them have head coaches that have been head coaches for a couple months um and then Illinois, which looks like this is a really down year. So it's just – it's massive to for Bull Hopes to get a this four-game stretch off to a good start before you get into the toughest opponents left on your schedule the last three games. Yeah, Max, you're talking about the interim coaches that we'll be playing against? Yeah. Um, yeah. Northwestern is actually the only team for the rest of the season the Huskers are – the ESPN FPI favors the Huskers to win. So – who do you guys think we are going to lose to, Northwestern or Michigan State? Because I think we'll drop one of them. Uh, probably Northwestern. I yeah. got a feeling we're going to lose Northwestern this year because we own Michigan State. We have actually, if there's been any Big Ten opponent that we actually have played well against in the Big Ten, it is Michigan State. I don't know. The, the Michigan State, though, that game's on the road. Northwestern's at home. I don't know. It could be tough. Yeah. It this this season has turned very grim. Um, it's, uh, the, there's not a lot of games that we're actually hopeful to win. I mean, every, every game will be a coin flip from here on out. Uh, it seems, uh, aside from maybe Wisconsin, who really seems like they have a lot more talent than anybody else in the West. But this week is important. Uh, yeah, I huge. think that under of 42 looks very good. Yeah, I, I think this is uh, Nebraska's biggest game of the season so far in terms of where the season will go, like you were saying, Brad. 
and and we'll get to see you know what Nebraska's depth looks like since they're battling so many injuries right now on both sides of the ball and kind of and as Matt Rule said we'll find out who our guys are and what they're made of on Friday and so I'm hoping that they're fired up with the short week and that they're ready to go to Illinois and uh, come out with a win yeah, I've liked, uh, and I mentioned this earlier too, but I, I have liked Matt Rule's mentality a lot after the Michigan game, um, and particularly when he said he hopes everyone watches Friday night because we're going to find out what kind of team this is. Uh, he was just fiery and pissed off after the Michigan game, which was totally different than Scott Frost after Frost got blown out against Michigan in his first year. So it's really all you can do. Um, I think one thing that Matt Rule has realized too is that I think there's a massive – mental barrier on this team that he did not think would be as big as it is because he came in and he said that's all in the past that's not me that's not my team and I think he's starting to realize it more after some discouraging performances that this team mentally goes out there to not it's like every player has the same mentality the fans which is like when's the disaster going to happen and that is probably just the absolute worst thing you can think of as a player but it seems like they're all thinking that and it's all just like, can we stay in the game? Not, we're expecting to win this game. Because um, let's say the Michigan game, if you want to pull off one of those big college football upsets, you got to go in there playing loose and like you expect to compete. And they played like they were going to try to not get blown out. So he's got to get over that. And I think he's going to fix that, work on it this week. Um, and I, I really just like his mentality after a, a blowout, saying, it, you know, admitting it, it was embarrassing. He seems pissed off and use it. So that's about all I got for Nebraska, Illinois, but massive game. Um, you know, it's, it's a winnable game. The next four games are winnable games, but all those teams are also saying that about Nebraska. So we'll see who comes out on top. Hopefully the Huskers can go on a little bit of a run, maybe get three wins in a row for the first time since 2016. Yeah. That would be awesome. Um, I do uh, right now. Nebraska and its next three or four opponents are all sitting at two and three. So yeah, it's all the next four, all two and three. Wow. Yeah. Three re- three wins in a row would be a successful season, no matter what. Like if we win three in a row, our next three, and then lose the rest. That's that's successful, I'd say. Yeah, that are that would I mean that already shoot that given a five and seven. That's I know we wouldn't be making a bowl game, but three in a row, you know how much fun that would be? After that third win, we would legitimately like think if we got Mich- another shot at Michigan, we'd beat them. Like, <laughs> it would be a lot of fun. It would be a ton of fun. Last year we had the two in a row when we beat uh Indiana and Rutgers, and that was fun enough. You know, it's that's how crappy. Yeah, we it's were been. through the roof on that. We yeah. beat Indiana and Rutgers, and we were we were like, "Oh, we're back!" And Mickey's the guy. <laughs> Last thing I will say too about speaking of Nebraska, I I wanted to mention this when you're we talking about the Michigan game, and I didn't get a chance to. Uh, it was another realization of just how bad this program is. Brad and I were sitting next to a Michigan fan in Memorial Stadium, and it was when they're up, probably fourteen nothing, twenty one nothing, something like that. He started to actively clap and cheer for. Nebraska first downs and good plays as a Michigan fan. He was the nicest guy ever. Um, talked to us. We were nice to him. He was actually great, great guy. And I know he wasn't doing it to be like facetious or anything, but boy, did it feel bad 
when this guy starts rooting for our success. That was a new low as a Husker fan. It was pretty bad. And on, on top of that, he didn't even want to cheer for his own team. I think he cheered more for Nebraska when we had good plays than he did for Michigan. It started to be the point when we would we had Michigan in like a third and eight, and Michigan gets the first down. He's like, oh, shoot. <laughs> like, oh, my God. It was it just was, like was. Not, almost – like I did not need that, man. He was oh. – It's kind of like what Dave Portnoy was doing, but he was – doing it like seriously dave yeah. was doing it ironically uh, do we want to talk about jj mccarthy and his girlfriend because <laughs> that actually i we were at a bar um uh, not watching the game there were no tvs on at the game i got my hulu and my phone out of my pocket turned on hulu and jj mccarthy is making out with this girl on the sideline and i just shut it off <laughs> that is insane during the game, it was like the third quarter. He got benched. He went over, started kissing his girlfriend, and then was like just chopping it up with his teammates. There was a lot of new lows this weekend. Yeah, there was a lot of new lows. It was never seen that one before. Wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I. You think, uh, think Harburg deserved a kiss or two on the sideline though? Down, down thirty-five. I think maybe he should have got a kiss. You know, I maybe think, it's like you went okay. Yeah, I think he got a text mid-game that his girl was never coming home. <laughs> yeah, maybe that, that's what uh, Nick Ba was saying, is that maybe we don't know that was J.J.'s girlfriend. That could have been Harburg's girlfriend over there. <laughs> it could be worse. <laughs> oh, that's brutal. That is brutal. All right, uh, let's – uh, What about Henry Harburg? Were you talking about Harbaugh or Harburg? Harburg. Harburg. That was oh. definitely not Jim Harbaugh's girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Harburg's dating Harper Murray. He is, yeah. They're way They're, better than Michigan. <laughs> I think you you must have came in late. <laughs> no, I heard you guys. I just oh. didn't. I got confused on the Harbaugh versus Harburg thing. <laughs> okay. All right. Harbaugh fair enough. Was anyway, also kissing Harburg's girlfriend. Yeah. God, we need to move on from this one quickly. Okay, week six preview. Uh, Biggest standout game, obviously, Oklahoma-Texas, Red River rivalry. Um, this is the first time that these two are facing off undefeated since 2011. So we're kind of getting back into that. This, you know, the Red River game is a huge, massive showdown, like it should be. Uh, college game is going to be there. going to be an awesome scene. And for Texas, I think it's just stay legit, stay really good. They've looked great. For Oklahoma, you can go out and prove something big because they've dominated their schedule, which has been okay. Um, they could really send a message. Yeah, Texas, they they look pretty dominant this year. Like Max said, Oklahoma's gone out, shown out in their games. Um, the only game I've really watched Oklahoma is when they played Tulane and they just ran right over them as they should. Um, but Texas in that Alabama game, you know, that's still a standout performance for them all season. It will be. Um, and, you know, they play like that. They can be any team in the country, I feel like. So if they, they come out like that this week, they're – they're going to give Oklahoma some some pounding. Is there any of these other games that really uh, stand out? I know Alabama and A&M, you know, Saban, Jimbo Fisher is always an absolute classic uh, fun time. Those two don't like each other anymore. And that's at A&M. Going to be yeah, a great I'm, atmosphere. Damn, only favorite by two. I'm excited for that one as well. 
Uh, other than that, oh, you, you got someone on that as well. Notre Dame, Louisville. Come on. Oh, now. God. Yeah, here we go. Come That's on. A ranked matchup. It is a ranked matchup. It's. I think it's going to be a good game. You know, Notre Dame's only favored by six and a half, but I think Louisville's not going to get destroyed. I don't think they're going to Notre win. Dame's my lock of the week. Oh, wow. Was that a – no, it's not that. <laughs> <laughs> I might as well be. I, I don't think Louisville's going to get blown out. I think it's going to be a good game. Uh, Jeff Brown already in year one has that offense going pretty pretty damn good. So I think that'll I think that will be a fun game. I think before we move on, the uh, LSU Mizzou game, I think that's gonna actually be a really sneaky good game. Uh, Mizzou looked really good against Kansas State when I watched them. And LSU, they just kind of don't look like they're the typical LSU team. So I think six and a half is a lot of points, I feel like, for them giving to LSU. So that'd be a good one to watch. Last thing I want to say, too, before we start to move into uh, the good old predictions is that Kentucky and Georgia, um, you know, a little bit of an upset alert. Georgia's not the the same Georgia that they've been the last couple of years. Kentucky looks good. Um, they just beat up on Florida. So I'd like to see Kentucky make it a game out of that and maybe uh, pull one off. It'd be nice to get Georgia out of that number one spot. You know, they're out of their NAIA schedule. So, But... Uh, yeah, should we just get right into previews? Locks, dogs? Yeah. Um, Let's do it. We'll go ahead and uh, we'll introduce our guest picker this week. Uh, he's been on the show before. He's easily my favorite guest picker of all time. You know him. He has a score predictor. It is Uncle Brad Rose. Welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Can you hear me okay? Yep. yep. All right. Yeah, I'm glad to be here. The uh, score predictor's not doing so well this year. and uh, But no, I'm ready. Let's get on with the show here. All right, let's do it. I like looking at your score predictions every week. I always check them out on Twitter. So I'm excited to see uh, how they do this week, especially since we got you on the show, Brad. Um, oh, yeah, quick record update, Brad, actually, too, before we get into the locks and dogs and all that. I'll go, I'll go quick. So uh, the Pickums, so Max went 11-2. and two. Uh, Isaiah went 10 and three. Headley went 10 and three. Matt went 10 and three. He was our guest picker last week. Connor went 11 and two. I went nine and four. Devin went eight and five. Uh, Max and Connor tied for the best that week last week. Uh, we only had two locks hit. One questionable, Devin. One questionable. He doesn't even remember putting it in, but he got his lock. This whole weekend Hedley. was a blur, man. <laughs> he, he, I will I will vouch for Devin. He got it in. And then Headley hit both his lock and his dog, so he's on the points again. He's making a run at Isaiah. Uh, overall record, we got Max at 51 and 22, Isaiah at 53 and 20, Headley at 45 and 28, Connor at 52 and 21. I am at 43 and 30. Devin is at 44 and 29. Uh, locks, we've got Max hits, uh, has hit three locks, three and two. Isaiah's 0 and 5, still looking for his first one. Eight, Isaiah. Headley, Headley <laughs> is 2 and 3. Connor's 2 and 3. I'm 1 and 4. Uh, Devin is 3 and 2. And then the dogs pretty much stay the same. Isaiah's at 2. He's got 10.5 points. Isaiah, or Headley's at 2. He's got 9.5. Connor is at 1. He's got 5. And then myself, Devin, and Max are still looking for our dog. So that is the, the, uh, 
So the Pick'em records are looking good for the boys this year so far. Yeah, nobody's in the red yet. Yeah, this is good. good. That is I'm good. teetering. I'm teetering, but we're we're gonna get up there. All right, let's jump right into it. We always start with our locks, and uh, I'm trying to get back on track here after the hot start and a couple of rough weeks. But uh, I got Kent State in Ohio, some action under 46 points. Uh, Kent State has one of the worst offenses in college football. Um, I think this will be a somewhat slow tempo game. Ohio's has a great defense so far, so I really think they could shut out Kent State. So under 46. Um, my lock this week is Louisville covering six and a half against the Irish. Crazy. Um, my lock this week, this is my most confident lock to date, so I would fade it. I have Nebraska, Illinois under 43 and a half. Nebraska has not scored in every first half they've played against a power five team so far this season. Um, they don't score the ball. Every Most of their points are in garbage time this year. Brad, you got a lock? Yeah, yeah, sorry about that. I got two of them, actually. So, just so you know, on the uh, score predictor, tonight's game between uh, Jacksonville State and Mississippi, or Middle Tennessee State, I have Jacksonville State upsetting them, but I figured I won't pick that. And thank God I didn't because they're losing 23-7 to before halftime. But uh, my first lock of the week, I'm going to take Miami 20-and-a-half over Georgia Tech at home. Phil Miami's the most underrated team in the country. Georgia Tech got beat by Bowling Green last week. They're just not looking good. The other one, back to the Big Ten, I'm going to take Rutgers at 13 and a half, plus 13 and a half at Wisconsin. Uh, I think Wisconsin actually wins the game probably like 28-20, but uh, I'm going to take Rutgers 13 and a half. And the Miami game, I have that at 45-17 Miami, so. Those are my two locks. I like those. Um, for mine, I have Texas versus Oklahoma, the Red River rivalry. I got the over 60 and a half. I think it's going to be a classic Big 12 football run up the score. Hedley, I got bad news for you. Nebraska, Illinois, under 43 and a half was going to be one of my two locks. So I'm gonna go with this other one. So I would I would potentially I don't mind change. You know, I know I would change yours. Me and Max, me and Max rode last week on our lock and we both missed. I'm just telling you. Just telling you. But my lock is uh USC Arizona over 71 and a half. USC's got a really good offense and a god awful defense. So they can put up 50 and then Arizona can get 20, 28. So I would actually like to know the stat on what on how many USC games have hit the over this year, like what their record with the over-under is. Uh, because I, their defense is so damn bad. It's horrible. I think they're pretty close to hitting every single one, but like maybe one or two. But don't don't quote me on that. I, yeah, I would agree about it, Brad. I think any game USC plays in is very high-scoring. And you saw it last week with Colorado coming back that the over was never in doubt. Um, my lock of the week, though, I am going 
Michigan, Minnesota, over 45 and a half. I just think Michigan is on top of the football world right now. Their offense is clicking on all cylinders. And Minnesota is a bad football team this year. They lost to Northwestern. Um, you know, only put up 13 points against Nebraska in the first week. So I, I just think Michigan is going to score the majority of those points and uh, Minnesota will clean it up in garbage time. All right. Nice uh, locks. By the way, to answer your question, only one of USC's five games has not hit you over this year. So the over in USC games is four and one. Uh, so looking good. Um, underdogs this week. I There was some... Kind of bigger ones I was tempted to go with, uh, like that Rutgers plus 13 and a half. Um, but I'm gonna have to stick with uh, Wazoo plus three and a half on UCLA. This is a line that, again, uh, seems kind of tricky, right? Because you'd think Wazoo over UCLA. In fact, I had it in our spreadsheet wrong at first. Um, Isaiah said that you pointed that out, Brad. So thank you for the correction there. And so I am gonna go with that as my dog, Wazoo plus three and a half. Get me on the board, please. Yeah, just to echo Max here, I have the same dog this week. Uh, Wazoo, they played phenomenal all year. Um, I'm surprised they're not favored in this game. Um, I think it it was almost a lock for me, too, that they cover that. Yeah, I saw Wazoo as well and thought about it, and then I, I just feel like it's a trick. It just doesn't seem right. So I, I'm going with Buffalo plus 3.5 why because i picking a random three-point game hoping it works out for me who's buffalo playing headley i don't even know (laughs) i don't even know this underdog thing i did the same thing last week i just pick a game with a close spread i feel like if i can take my thoughts out of the equation, I have a better chance of hearing it. <laughs> All right. Uh, my underdog, I'm going to go with a Thursday night game, and I really don't like it, but I have a lot of underdogs on the other games that we'll uh, pick actually later. So I want—I didn't want to pick one of them and then do it again later. So I went with Western Kentucky at Louisiana Tech. Uh, Louisiana Tech plus six and a half. I think they win maybe 28-27. Yeah, I'm kind of with Headley on the dog thing. I don't really know much about this game, but I'm picking Wyoming plus six and a half against Fresno State. I just don't think Fresno State can take the elevation there. They're going to crumble. Yeah, I'm going to go with another random game. We've got uh, Nebraska plus three and a half. That's a good one. It's funny you say that. I also chose the same random game, Nebraska plus three and a half. I like it. A pissed off Matt Rule is a good Matt Rule. Uh, All right, next let's get into the picks straight up. um, Saturday games, and we'll end off with the Friday Nebraska game. By the way, tonight with the games that are on, uh, this starts a streak of – 49 days straight of NFL or college football. The next 49 days. Because we, we're going to have midweek fun belt, midweek action, NFL, college football uh, for 49 straight days. Best time of the year. And with that, I didn't. I was. I wanted to mention that earlier because my trivia question was based off that. So I'm going to do it right now. But it's good because we can all participate in it. So there, because 
the celebration of NFL and college football. There's five college football teams that share a stadium with NFL teams. Who are those five teams? Miami. Hurricanes is one of them. Uh, Tampa. Which uh, college team? USF. There you go. Wow. I hate this question. Pittsburgh. <laughs> yep, Pittsburgh. Pitt Panthers. Pitt Steelers. There's two more. They're the toughest two. We can go hint whenever we need a hint. I bet it's an Give ACC it to us. school, isn't it? We always miss the ACC. No, so you've gotten the two ACC, and then we got USF, which is in the American. There's one more American athletic conference team. UCF? No. <laughs> Someone's playing COD. Shout out, Brandon. <laughs> so American AAC, and then that's the one is American, and then the other one's Mountain West. Those are the two that are left. One of the Mountain West, one of the American. They're they're the trickiest ones, but I mean, what divisions are the NFL teams in? Uh, let's see. One of them is uh, would that be NFC North? And the other is AFC West. Does somebody play in Mile High? No. Somebody play in the Raiders? Is it like Las Vegas? UNLV? UNLV. There you go. There's the Mount West one. UNLV plays at Allegiant. That's not Soldier Field, is it? Somebody play it. No, NFC North is now early. NFC North and the American Athletic Conference. Uh, last one. Is it Ohio. No, it's not. I've seen no. Soldier Field is it? No. no. Somebody plays in Green Bay. No, no I, I would bet the Lions. I'm stadium. pretty sure it's, it's NFC North. No, it's not the Lions. It's the Vikings. No. Well, then it's That's not the, the NFC, NFC North. North. Oh, NFC. Oh, NFC is it NFC South then. I don't know. Probably New Orleans, New Orleans. Maybe I'm maybe I'm completely wrong. NFC, NFC East. It's NFC East. I'm sorry. Philadelphia. Yeah, Philadelphia and uh, (laughs) Penn. No, we we had this last year. We talked about this. I don't remember this. I was just saying. Yeah, just say it. Temple. Yeah. We had we talked about that in the pod last year. You need to brush up on your NFL knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> you started NFC North. We went through yeah, almost all one division in the NFL, and suddenly I need to brush up my NFL knowledge. I mean, you said two. Well, divisions. then you said the NFC South. <laughs> <laughs> Guy needs to listen to JMB Blitz more. <laughs> oh man. Okay. All right, Devin. Anyway, moving on. Uh, Where's my agenda? I don't even have that anymore now. Wazoo and UCLA. Yeah, Wazoo and UCLA. Wazoo and UCLA. Uh, I got Wazoo. Wazoo, go Coog, baby. Uh, 
Andy. <laughs> was muted. Who got? My turn. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Washington State. Cam Ward. Unbelievable year. So yeah, Washington State actually wins this one. What you got a score prediction for that? Yeah, thirty-one thirty. Yeah, I'm changing my pick. I'm going UCLA. I'm changing to Vegas. Fade the power six. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm going to go Wazoo, though. They looked really good against Oregon State. I'm also going Wazoo. All right, next Purdue-Iowa. Really awesome Big Ten West matchup that uh, I can't wait to watch on Peacock. Um, but I'm going to take Iowa just because the defense is still too good. Yeah, I'm also going Iowa here just because I think Purdue is terrible. I'm going to go Iowa. I got to cheer for them for uh, two more games, I think, or three more games. You hit my uh, regular season uh, over on their wins. Yeah, I'm taking uh, I'm taking Iowa and Deacon Hill there. Uh, Eric, all the tight ends going to tear it up. Defense from Purdue is terrible. 23-17 Iowa. Yeah, I'm taking Iowa. I'm not very confident, but I still like them. Uh, I'm going to go Purdue, and I'm fading power six. I'm also going Purdue just off the weird hunch that Purdue just gets, like, some one big win a year, and they looked really good last week. Next, Georgia-Kentucky. Um, I'm going to be rooting against my pick of Georgia because I want to see Kentucky pull off the upset, but I got to go with Georgia. I'm also going Georgia here. Um, I'm just, I'm really surprised by the spread because I don't think Georgia is that good. I've also got Georgia. Yep. Georgia in a close one, 28 23, but I'm like Max. I'd rather see Kentucky win. Uh, I've got Georgia too. I got the Bulldogs. Go Bulldogs, but really go Kentucky. Congratulations, Kentucky, on the Power Six curse. Hopefully that's a curse. Uh, UCF at Kansas. Next, a sneaky Big 12 matchup. Kansas spreads, I think, down to one and a half now. I'm going to go with UCF. I think they've been kind of a sneaky good team. Uh, they choked that one against choked that one away against Baylor last week, but uh, – you know, that was tough. But otherwise, I think they're going to play a more complete game and win this one. Uh, I'm taking the Jayhawks here. Uh, this is for Headley's uh, win. I think they need seven wins or something. This is for Headley and Greg Kip. I also got Kansas. Yeah, I'm not sure. I think both starting quarterbacks, Plumley and Daniels, are going to be out this week. So the better rushing team wins or better rushing defense wins, which isn't much, but Kansas is like 72, UCF 93. So I'm going to take Kansas 38-37. Uh, I got UCF. Going uh, UCF. I'm also going UCF. Now the spread pick. This is, uh, again, not a week with uh, some huge spreads. This is one of the bigger ones. Um, 
Virginia Tech, Virginia Tech at FSU, Florida State favored by 23 and a half. And I'm going to say that they do get the cover. Virginia Tech um, has had just really bad offense the last couple of years. Yeah, um, Virginia Tech is playing the worst team in college football. They're not covering. I had them to cover. Yeah, my, my college fantasy football, I just picked up Trey Benson, running back, Florida State. Virginia Tech has one of the worst rushing defenses. So I'm hoping Trey Benson tears it up. I think Florida State covers 41-14. I got Florida State covering as well. Yeah, Florida State at home, they're going to cover that. Um, I don't think they cover. The way they played against Boston College, not risking this one. Next, an awesome group of five matchup. Um, this game is 7 p.m. primetime on Fox. Uh, Fox originally had Iowa State and TCU for this primetime slot. That got flexed all the way down to Fox Sports 2. And uh, Fox picked up Fresno State of Wyoming for their primetime game. Uh, I think that is awesome. These are, well, Fresno State's the best team in the group of five. Wyoming is right up there. Might be the second best. This one in Laramie, Wyoming, going to be an awesome atmosphere. Love everything about this game. This is what's special about college football. Uh, I'm going to take Fresno State, keeping it hot. They got two power five wins this year. They've looked really good, so Bulldogs. Yeah, I'm also going uh, Bulldogs here. They do look really good. Um, even though they're playing at the highest elevation stadium in the country, um, they're still going to pull out the win. I got Wyoming. Fresno State's underrated, so they're better at everything than Wyoming. So I got Fresno State 24-14. I got Wyoming at home. I think they're going to pull off the upset. Dog of the week, too, double down. Yeah, Fresno State. Go Bulldogs. Next, Arkansas and Ole Miss. Uh, I think Ole Miss keeps it hot after putting up 700 yards last week against LSU. I don't think it's quite as much this week, um, but the Rebs get the uh, get the win at home. Been saying it. It's Ole Miss's year. They're going to win this game. Man, man, I've been on that train the whole year, too. It's Ole Miss's year, probably. Um, I got Ole Miss. Ole Miss, 40-28. I got Ole Miss, too. Got the lane train. Ole Miss. Let's go, Rebs. All aboard the lane train. Next, LSU at Mizzou. Uh, an interesting SEC-ranked matchup here, although I don't think LSU should be ranked. But either way, I do have them winning this game because their offense is still uh, great. Defense is suspect, but it's going to be good enough. Yeah, this is... This is honestly one of the hardest picks for me. Um, I think Mizzou is really good, and LSU has not really proven themselves, but I still think they'll come out on top of this game. Really making me want to pick uh, Mizzou, looking at our, looking at the spreadsheet. Um, I'm going to take LSU. I think they'll back, bounce back. Yeah, I think this is going to be a really close game. I got a question for you guys. 
Mizzou's first game this year, who did they play? Who did they win against? Because obviously they're undefeated. FCS team. Just north of Sioux City. Oh, Northern I or was it? Oh, South, South Dakota yeah. State? Uh, South Dakota, USD. South Dakota. Yeah, they beat them like 35-10. Do you know what USD did last week? Beat North Dakota State at North Dakota State. Wow. Yeah. Big so That's I think Missouri's pretty good. So I'm I actually I'm going with a 35-35 tie and LSU to pull it off in overtime. That'd be an awesome game. Um yeah. I got LSU. I thought about picking um, Mizzou as my underdog, but I decided not to. thought it's a trick. So, Yeah, I got an LSU in a close one. I'd agree. I think it's going to be close, but I'm rolling with uh, – oh, man, you almost can't even say Tigers. I got LSU, though. Next, Notre Dame at Louisville. Uh, Isaiah, I'm sorry. I'm going to have to go with the Fighting Irish here. Um I think Sam Hartman still is really good, estimated really good, and they get the job done. Um, shout out to all the uh, Louis fan f- uh, faithful, but I have to go to the the Irish here. You know, I think it's going to be a close game, but I think the Irish are just a little bit better of a team. But Louisville's going to cover. Good hedge. Some fan you are. Um... Hey, this is business. <laughs> I'm going to go with Notre Dame as well because Louisville is terrible. Yeah, I I like Louisville. I'm not picking them, though. I mean, Jamari Thrash, great wide receiver, and Jack Plummer is his name, by the way, not Jake, Jack Plummer. Because uh, I, I do watch the show when even when I'm not on it. But uh, Hartman's 14 touchdown passes, zero interceptions. Too good. Notre Dame, 23-16. I got the Irish as well. Yeah, I got Notre Dame, and they're going to cover. Louis was a bad football team who hasn't played anybody good. They're going to get beat by a lot. <laughs> Go Irish. Yeah, I will, uh, as I apparently need to do with my NFL football, brush up on my college football as well. Thank you for the correction on Jack. Jack Plummer. Plummer, yes. Uh, it's a good thing, too. I think hopefully after this podcast, Devin and I can get on a call and he can teach me the rules of NFL football. I would appreciate that very much. That was Isaiah. <laughs> Man. I, was, I made the JV Blitz comment, but Devin made the rest. <laughs> uh, next, uh, Alan Cam at Texas A&M. Um, I'm actually going to go Texas A&M because it's at Kyle Field. Um I think Bobby Petrino has come in and, and helped that offense a lot as offensive coordinator. They're, I mean, that offense is night and day, actually, this year to last year. And I think Jimbo wants to win this game more than he wants to win a national championship. So give me the Aggies. Yeah, I'll echo everything Max says. These guys hate each other. I'm taking the Aggies here, too. 12th man's going to play a huge factor, and Alabama's going to be rattled. Hey, do you guys remember what happened last time you picked against Nick Saban? You're buffoons. <laughs> That's just ridiculous. Alabama's winning 100%. Yeah, I have very few rules in picking college football winners. The only one real, real rule I have 
is never pick against Nick Saban. So you're right, Jacob. But I'm going with AM 21 20. What the hell? <laughs> hey, had the that was like a that was a Lee Corso headgear switch fake out right there. Dude, Hadley picked yeah. against Saban this year. Hadley I don't know what the fuck off. he's talking about. <laughs> I never. I picked against Saban one week, and I, I only make that mistake once. You, you still done it. Fool me once, man. Wait, you picked Texas? I thought he did. Yeah, yeah I Texas. That yeah, was you won. Time. Yeah, you won. Once from Speckles. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm Hadley. <laughs> I got Bama. Nick Saban ain't losing this game. They're too good. Yeah, I got Bama too. It was earlier in the day. It was two and a half, and I just checked, and it's one and a half now. Um, Vegas knows something, but give me Bama by three. This is the Aggies Super Bowl. Give me Texas A&M. Now to another team in Texas. Um, another team that really could argue they're the best team in college football. Uh, this is going to be an awesome Red River rivalry, 11 a.m. game on ABC. It's college game day. Can't wait to watch this. Uh, to me, it's as simple as Oklahoma is a little too unproven. Texas looked surprisingly somewhat dominant against Alabama. They looked dominant against Kansas. I think they are a legit contender this year, so I got the Longhorns. Uh, I'm also going um... – Texas here. I think they are a better team. Uh, I think it's going to be a dogfight. Uh, it's going to be a high-scoring game, but Texas is going to pull away at the end of the day. I've got Texas as well. I don't think it'll be um, as big of a difference as last year's Red River rivalry, but um, I do think Texas wins. Nice skip, man. You didn't skip anything. What did you say, Isaiah? Yeah. Wait, what? Brad didn't, Uncle Brad didn't get his picking. Hadley's third. Hadley, has, uh, Uncle Brad's been after him. I'm after him. I'm after him. Hey, I'm tired, man. All right. Yeah, Brad's got, like it. Eight Brad's games. got it. It's all good. Ken uh, <laughs> Flowers, Jonathan Brooks, uh, good offense, Texas. But Dylan Gabriel, 15 touchdowns, only two interceptions, plus four rushing touchdowns. And he has thrown a touchdown to eight different different receivers this year he's at almost 1600 passing yards i'm going with oklahoma 31 28 i'm going with oklahoma or sorry texas <laughs> in a high scoring game the oklahoma pick threw connor off yeah it threw me off <laughs> i'm gonna go uh i'm gonna go texas um but i really hope oklahoma wins because i don't really want to see texas in the playoff you know, as a devoted Texas fan, <laughs> you guys already know my pick. Um, no, in, in all reality, I think this is going to be the best offense Oklahoma has faced. Um, they haven't really played a high-caliber offense yet, and so a lot of their scores look kind of one-sided, which they are. Oklahoma's got a really good offense. I just think Texas' defense is going to be the difference maker in this game. Yeah, like that. I think Texas, their line play this year has been pretty exceptional. Um, I hope it's a great game, though. I like Brad. I like you breaking the trend on that one because I mean I think it's going to be a close game. So someone had to pick Oklahoma. Um, now, last but not least, Friday night game. Um, everyone in Nebraska and Illinois, including the stadium itself, is fired up for this game. Um, Headley, I saw your prediction down there, and I was going to make it an 
ugly. I was going to go like 15 to 12 or something stupid, but I, I'm going to go Nebraska gets the huge win. Um, ignore the first five games of the, the season, put it past you. It's in the meat of the Big Ten schedule, 17 to 13. Huskers come out with a, a huge dub to go into the bye week with some momentum. Like I said earlier, this podcast is business, and as business is, Nebraska wins this game. They get the job done. Um, I'm I'm very surprised by the the spread here. I think the Skurs are the better team here. I got 24-21 Skurs. Um, I also think Nebraska's going to win. They got to. Matt Rule is fired up. Uh, and Max, I did write the score. I had I have Nebraska winning 11 to eight. And I wrote that score down originally as a joke. And then I thought about it. I'm like, what would I think is more likely 11 to 8 or 30 to 35 or uh, 28, 28, 24? I don't think the game is going to get I – don't, I don't think Nebraska is going to get in the end zone very many times. Well, I don't, I'm not sure what you guys talked about earlier, but there's just a couple things I wanted to mention. You know, Nebraska's 13th in rushing offense, where Illinois is 109th in rushing defense. Um, Nebraska just has to keep Illinois out of the red zone. Both teams are terrible, like 122nd turnovers. Um, I know Reggie Love, the running back, I think he's coming back this week, and he averages like five and a half, or five and a half yards of carry, so that's kind of big for Illinois. But the one stat that stands out to me is Illinois is 0-5 this year against the spread. So because of that, taking Nebraska twenty to seventeen. Well, I'm going Illinois here. Sorry, boys. I've picked every Nebraska game right so far this year. So, bummer. It's kind of impressive. It's so have I. Um, I just don't think Nebraska gets out of their own way. Our offense still tends to struggle. And then Illinois just squeaks it out. But we do cover because great teams cover. So 17 to 14, Illinois. Good hedge, Brad. I'm doubling down. I'm going with Nebraska. I think they find their rhythm on offense finally. You know, they're pissed off. They were embarrassed last week. I think they put some points on the board and we win 24 to 14. Picks, good picks. I would love 24 points so much. That'd be fun. I mean, Illinois' defense has been one of the worst in the country. I think they're in the 100s in most defensive statistics. So if there was a game for the Nebraska offense to do something, this could be it. Didn't they just graduate like six guys to the NFL on defense? Yeah, they had like three had, corners. They had so. three DBs get drafted. Um, and then one other player, at least, maybe two. I can't remember what positions. And then they lost their defensive coordinator, Ryan Walters. So, Oh, Heine's going to dice him up then. Heine Harburg. Heine Heineken. All right. Um, I think that'll do it for us this week. Great pod. Brad, we really always enjoy having you on. Your score prediction, like I said, I enjoy looking at that every week. Um, and I'm hoping it yeah, gets you a really good on. record this week. Yeah, yeah. Glad, glad you guys uh, invited me on. Glad to be here. I'm off for I'm off work for like six more weeks. I had knee replacement surgery, so I got a lot of time to spend. I'm trying to improve on that score predictor. So but it was fun. Thank you. Nice, awesome. Well, we wish All you right. a speedy recovery. Yeah, absolutely.
Well, we'll go ahead and end this thing off. Huge shout out to my uncle Brad for joining the show. Um, like Devin said, hope you have a speed recovery these next six weeks. Um, always enjoy seeing how your score predictor does. It's always a great aspect to throw in on the pod when you're here. Um, may uh, may you have good luck in the picks this week. There's a tough tough week after Matt last week to get in that top three, but you you got it. Um, quick turnaround um, this week for the episode. Sorry, we're getting it out a little bit, a day late here. Um, and, you know, Nebraska on Friday going into the wrong Memorial Stadium, but we're still going to get that dub. Um, as always, have a fun and safe weekend, and go big red, baby. Go Hawks.